0: welcome to another episode of the scriptural cliff note sessions hello everyone and welcome back i want to say some things before we get into um the outline for today Number one, I just wanna say, uh, hold on for a minute. Um, can you do me a favor? Can you send out the, um, upload the um, the link please, just to make sure, you know, cause it's one o'clock and I don't wanna, I have my helper here slash spouse, who is my right hand and I'm his right hand. So I guess we just have two right hands, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> he's helping me out behind the scenes. Um sorry like I said I want to I want to say some things before I get into this message. Number 1, I want to say um the point of asking questions or corrections because I'm sure that people are going to be listening wherever they're listening. Maybe they have some information or maybe they have um, maybe they have um, something that they want to share. I want to say, keep me honest, especially when I go into different jewels and stuff like that. Keep me honest. And that means if you have something and you've done research and stuff like that, do not be afraid to upload something, and we can vibe on it. We could discuss it. It's not a problem because the scripture says that no man can teach you, which means Yah's is not going to send um, all the information to you, because in the scriptures it says if I tell you everything, then you're not going to need me. So um, He sends the ruach to give you truth and stuff like that, but you're not going to get everything. You are a human being. Remember, I told you, a consciousness that's in the um, the body of a a human suit and you are um, encompassed by the spirit that gives you life. So you're not gonna be able to handle every piece of the truth in the universe. You're not gonna be able to handle that. So you could be spoon fed this and spoon fed that from the rua. and that's fine. So my thing is to keep me honest and you know, if you have a piece of information or something that you wanna share, then share it. So I can spread the word. My purpose is to spread the word and, you know, to use the information that the rule gives me and to share it because that's what we're supposed to do. That's our jobs. That's number one. Number two is last week, um, we went down on um, Genesis outline number three. And there's something that's really important that I forgot to um, specify. Now, I did talk about um, Jacob, Yaakov. You already know, there's no J's, but I will say for the sake of this lesson, Yaakov he did not turn into um, Yasharel yet, Israel. So in chapter 28, there's Jacob's ladder. Now, somebody um, out there, Who knows about Jacob's ladder? Or you know, you may not know, but I'm gonna give you a little piece of information. So you know, you may want to just look out for that if you haven't finished last week's lesson, or if you have, you want to just focus on um, what I'm getting ready to say and just go back into that lesson and give um, you know, be on the lookout for that lesson when it comes because you probably heard it. If you were listening to the book of um, Jasa, you probably heard it and didn't really um, focus on what was saying. So this is what I'm going to tell you. In chapter 28, Jacob's ladder, Yaku's ladder, which is his dream. Now, remember in the scriptures and early in the beginning, if you heard it in the first chapters um, yeah, I said that he's not going to, com- oh no, he didn't even say that yet, but he he's coming to people in a dream, in dreams, only chosen few, you will see his representative. So we haven't gotten to that yet. Only Adam at that point, him and Seth and Enoch and stuff like that. And I didn't upload the, uh, the book of Enoch yet, but I will after probably Genesis, I will, but, um, so Yah is introducing himself to Yaakov when he's in the wilderness. So I'm just going to read that. And like I said, that was chapter that was chapter 28 that I um, I forgot to tell you, which was really really important. So so um, Jacob's ladder or Yaakov's dream. Yaakov sent uh, was sent away. Remember to the promised land of Canaan from his mother Rebecca because he um he and Esau had that thing about the birthright now I, I did discuss that so then um when Rebecca finds out that Esau wants to kill Yaku Jacob so um when she tells you know Jacob oh I'm gonna make the food and you just say it's you so now Jacob leaves um and he goes to Rebecca's um kin 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 folk so um As he's leaving, he goes to a quote unquote certain place and he's in the wilderness now. He's on his way to um, Haran and he comes to a certain place, quote unquote, and he lays down and goes to sleep for the night. Now, you know, everybody's on foot or they on a donkey or a horse. So he goes to a certain place because you know you have to travel from place to place. And then he starts dreaming of a magnificent ladder that is set upon the earth and reaches up to the heavens. And Jacob witnesses angels traveling up and down the ladder, making their way to the earth and back to heaven. He then sees the most high standing above, as you know he doesn't see really the most high, he sees a representative. Um or what Yah is cuz Yah said he's a consumer fire, Yah said he is a father spirit. You know, there's a lot of things that Yah becomes. So, um He said he sees Yah or what he believes to be Yah standing above who says to Yaakov, I am the most high, your Elohim of Abraham, your Abba, which means father, and the most high of Isaac. The land on which you lie, remember he's in the wilderness, I will give you and your offspring. The Most High tells Jacob that his offspring shall spread across the world and in you, he's talking to Jacob, and your offspring shall all the families on the earth be blessed. Uh, The Most High informs Yaakov he will stay with him wherever he goes and he will certainly bring him back to the land where he's having this dream. So this is the promised land where Yaakov is. Okay, Yaakov wakens and he proclaims, how awesome is this land? Now, remember, it ain't ain't nothing right now. This is none other than the house of the most high and the gate of heaven. Yaakov would rename the land Bethel, meaning the house of the most high. Now, that is really important because throughout uh, the time that we will move on into the New Testament this becomes significant. So for me to miss that, I shouldn't have, but remember, I like to keep myself honest too. And I like to make sure that all my T's are crossed and my I's are dotted. So don't forget that when we move forward, because this is very important because this land, you'll always, it's always in the background. Like whenever we talk about um, different people, historical people in historical events, you will always hear about this land. Okay, so he called the Bethel. So that's 28. So that's, like I said, last week's. I wanted to pinpoint that just to give you a sense of how, you know, that's really important. And I did not um, touch on that like I should have. So just know that we just did that now. Okay, so now um, we are in the uh, Genesis outline number four. Today is the 22nd, 1-22-22. And we are in outline number four. Now, next week is our last outline for Genesis and we will be in Exodus um, in February. So um, we're in Genesis outline. For chapters 31 to 41 so that's 10 chapters now here is the outline for those chapters chapter 31 1 through 37 Yaakov is in Canaan okay now remember Canaan I'm gonna rewind Canaan is Ham's one of Ham's sons and Canaan was cursed Why was Canaan cursed? Because Ham uh, walked in and saw his father drunk and naked. So, uh, um, excuse me, Noah cursed him. Mm -hmm. Noah cursed him. Noah did not curse Ham. Noah cursed Ham's son, Canaan. Now, at that point, um, when Noah and his sons got out of the ark and they started having children, Noah divvied up land to each of the sons and they moved into the land. Now a part of um, the law, remember the uh, the laws in Deuteronomy has not been given yet, but remember everything y'all says is a preset or a law within itself. So one of those things is you don't steal nobody else's land. And today, think about today, you trying to steal somebody else's land, what they do to you. You going to jail. Now, I'm not going to talk about today, but I'm just letting you know how it carried over. So, they did a lot of land stealing back then. But before they, you know, they they stole people's land and moved on in and, and, and divvied up people's land without their permission. But... Canaan was a land because, remember, after they continue to start worshiping um, lords and gods, and I say that because the Most High's name is not Lord and the Most High's name is not God. Now, there are beings, spirits in the heavens that Yah says you're not fighting flesh and blood. But principalities, powers, and wickedness, and there's another one too, but I can't think about it off the top of my head. And wickedness in high places. What are those? Those are gods and lords. Yes, they call them that. When you start going into other books, they call them gods and lords. And they wicked. So how can you call the most high a God or a Lord when there's wicked, wicked things that are gods and lords? That's what people, that's another um. A thing to fool you, another deception from the devil. Now, I am still working on how the devil fools the whole world, and it's so intricate that it's going to take me a little time. It's just going to take me a little longer, but like I said, I have other preludes that's going to get to that one big thing. So, I have a prelude that I'm getting ready to work on right now, and I'm getting ready to release it. But um, until then, just know the most, I mean, excuse me, the devil does fool the whole world and the devil been fooling the whole world since early times. Remember, he fooled Adam. So since um, that seed of evil was planted in Adam after he transgressed, oh, it's still going to be looming until today. It, it says that in the scriptures. But anyway, so Canaan was cursed. The, the land of Canaan was cursed because um, land is named after individuals, even to this day. Places are, uh, names are being changed all the time. Case in point, the Tappan Zee Bridge. If anybody knows in New York, the Tappan Zee Bridge, it is no more the Tappan Zee Bridge. It is the Cuomo Bridge. And before it was the Tappan Zee, it was something else. So names change all the time. Areas, names, everything changed. So Yaku goes into Canaan, okay? And then um, chapter 32, I mean, yeah, 32, Yaacob, Jacob's fight with the most High's angel. Now, I did tell you when he first got to that land, he got to a certain place and he saw the ladder. Okay. So now, hold on. When he go, you know, he goes to his uncle and he marries the two sisters. That's last week. Now he's coming back because he took the two sisters and he's leaving. Because remember, layman, um, the uncle, they wasn't getting along. We already discussed that last week. And he, you know, he was raising the cattle and, and 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 doing the land and doing all of that stuff, and he acquired wealth from there. So now his uncle's angry at him and wants to take everything back. So he's like, "Uh uh-uh, this is more in the book of um, Jasper than it is the uh, Bible in Genesis. Because remember, it doesn't give you the meat. So I'm giving you the meat. So you'll be on the lookout. So, you know, now he's in the wilderness and he's fighting with the Most High's angel. And Yah gives Yaakov, Jacob, his new name, Israel, okay? Not only does he give him his new name, he knocks his hip at a joint. Now, I want you to hear specifically what happens between him and the angel because this is in the book of Jasper, and it gives you the whole piece of meat of what's going on in the book of Jasper. So he knocks Yaakov's hip at a joint. So from there for the rest of his life, he's walking with a limp. Jacob, okay, chapter thirty three. But he does give him that blessing, and I already told you what the blessing was in the dream. He had the dream first, and then the angel came down later on when he's going back in the in the wilderness to um, go back in the land where he was. Um, he gets exactly what he asked for and what Yah ordained for him. Okay, because miraculously he's asking for what Yah ordained for him. Okay so you know already this stuff was done before the foundation of the world you already know what you're asking for and y'all says I know what you're asking for this is scripture I'm quoting I know what you're asking for before you ask it but you're not going to get in it you're not going to get it because you're not asking okay okay so chapter 33 cool. Jacob meets with Esau again after the incident and he's scared he got all his what his wife is both of the wives he got both of the wives in the concubines he got all the kids he got everybody well benjamin wasn't born yet everybody and i don't think jacob um joseph was either no um jacob and benjamin was not born yet because um what's her name rachel is still here so um he goes back like they they actually traveling and something happens word got back because remember there's scouts everywhere word got back to Esau that Jacob is coming oh my goodness so remember Jesus Esau Esau is a mighty hunter and remember he start remember he's sinning he's having Um, kids with all these heathen women and he got a bunch of heathen kids and remember the blessing that his father gave on him because Jacob took the the best of the best so all he had was that he's going to be a hunter and that's how he's going to um, rise by killing and um, dominating people think about that think about what I just said by killing and dominating people that was Esau's little bit of blessing because uh-huh. there's a there is a um a prophecy that y'all said I'm gonna I'm gonna slam you down and I'm gonna destroy you you think that you're gonna keep rising and dominating people but I am going to destroy you yeah that hasn't come um to fruition yet okay remember what I told you who Esau was Remember what I told you, because Esau is roaming around right now trying to dominate people now and has dominated people. okay, so Esau got scouts out, and they're going to kill Jacob, kill him dead for stealing, quote unquote, his blessing. So he sends armies to go get um Jacob. Now he don't know who's traveling with Jacob did Somebody came back and just told him, your brother's on his way. And that anger never went away in him. He said, well, I'm getting ready to meet him over here and I'm going to kill him before he get over here. So he sent his best archers. Now, remember what I said, when they shoot them bows, they don't miss. His kids, his armies, they was all going. Now, mind you, it's just Jacob and his kids and some of the people that was traveling with Jacob to help him. That's all it was. With his, you know, his stocks and his herds and all that other stuff, you know. His um, his wealth was going back to where they came from. With his children, his concubines, and all the rest of that stuff. And some other people that he acquired along the way. So here comes um, Esau and his people getting ready to kill Jacob dead. And guess what? Here come the angels. Y'all dispatched the angels. So what the angels did and it wasn't even that many. What they ain't, Remember, I told you, spirits could be anything. Spirits could be anything. The angels turned themselves to multitudes and they turned themselves to armies to get to Jacob and let him know, who are you? They scared the hell out of Jacob. I'm sorry, Esau. They scared the hell out of Esau. Now, Jacob didn't even know what was going on. Yah dispatched these armies and they came down to the earth as if they was armies they self more than um, Esau's armies and what they did was it was four troops of um, angels the first um, the first troop that went out they surrounded Esau and they was like what are you what are you looking for I know you're not looking for my master Jacob because you better be glad that you um, related to him because we will kill everybody here so um, Esau and his his troop was scared and then they, they rode off. And then here comes the next troop of angels. See, he didn't know they was angels. He just thought they was armies, troops of armies. Now, I don't know how many is in a troop. It could be hundreds. It could be thousands. I don't know, but it was a troop of them. Then the second troop was actually four troops. The second troop came and they were saying the same thing. And then the third troop came and they were saying the same thing. By the time the fourth troop came to Esau, Esau changed his tune and was like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm just coming to hug him and welcome him back. Now, he didn't went from, oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him before he get here to his tune changed and said, oh, I'm just going to welcome my brother. How can you say that to me? I'm just going to welcome my brother. Yeah, he didn't change his tune from killing his brother to welcoming and hugging him. Aww. Meanwhile, when um, Jacob was traveling, Yad, the Most High spoke to Jacob and said, um, your brother was trying to come to kill you, you know, um, prepare yourself and, um, you know, give him, give him something, um, you know, a, a gift for coming back. Remember what I told you, when you going into somebody's land or somebody's house or whatever for the first time or coming back, you already know they had contention between them. You know, you give a gift. So what he did was he half his, um, he half in the family this is what he did. He in the family up. This is what Jacob did. He in the family up and he said, I'm going to send my family this way. So that, um, um, remember he didn't know the angels did what they did. I'm going to in my family up and I'm going to send them another way with some of my, um, with some of my handmaids and, you know, slave, I'll just say slave, but servants, my servants will take my, my family this way. And I'm going to go this way where, um, where Esau is going. So, this way, if something happened, at least my family would su- survive. So, when he did do that, and, and Esau finally did catch up with him, um, Jacob bent down and was like, uh, you know, giving him all the respect and all of that, and giving him gifts and stuff like that. And Esau was like, I don't need your gifts, but I'm glad to see you and this and that. And they hugged, you know, being shifty and side eyed looking at each other. <laughs> But, you know, he, he was like, oh, welcome back. I love you. I miss you and all that hugging and stuff. And then Esau was telling him, well, come back with us. You know, I'm so glad to see you and this and that. And Esau was, I mean, Jacob was like, well, I'm coming, you know, but, you know, um, you know, I have so many, you know, Uh, Esau was like, oh, you got a lot of stuff. You got a lot of people, this, that, and the other. And um, Jacob was like, yeah, I do. But, you know, everybody's slow because you know there's some babies here and this and that and um you know we'll get there we'll get there when we get there we'll get there and Esau was like all right well I'll be waiting for you okay since Esau and his troop left oh and he also asked about the troops of the angels so he didn't know they was angels and um Jacob didn't know what was happening either so he was like what happened to all the multitudes of your um your um your military and Jacob didn't even know what he was talking about (laughs) but anyway he was like yeah okay I'm I'm gonna come and see you just you know give us some time I just rather just walk with all the people that I have you know because they got kids and stuff we don't want to rush it so Esau left and Jacob went somewhere else (laughs) he didn't even go where um where um uh, Esau invited him he didn't even go okay so That was chapter 33. Dinah meets Shechem. Okay, now, Dinah is the only daughter of Yaakov, Jacob. And she is the daughter of Leah. Remember I told you Leah had six kids. Everybody else had two. Leah had six kids because she was the first wife. What did I tell you about the first one? The first one gets everything. So Yah blessed the first wife. And remember, Yaakov, Jacob, he didn't really love Leah. Like he loved um, Rachel. But Leah was the first wife and Leah had all the kids so Leah was blessed. And Leah, you know, Leah fell back. Leah knew her position. She did. She didn't fight and all that but her and Rachel was arguing back and forth and bickering but she never fought with um, with Yaku, Jacob. She never fought with him. She was a good wife, all of that. Remember one was more beautiful than the other. So um she had Dinah so actually she didn't have a dime they never counted the women and I'm going to do a series on men and women in the scriptures and I'm going to tell you why they never counted women and how they how and why women were discounted when I say discounted I mean kind of overlooked like less than I'm going to tell you why but I didn't get to that yet so you have to be patient so Dinah Dinah's the one and only daughter of Jacob, but it's the daughter that he had with Leah. Now they hardly ever spoke about her, but this is important in the scriptures because not only is this in in, in Genesis, it's in several other books and it's very significant and important. And I'm gonna tell you how important it is. Dinah later on, marries Job. Uh Uh-huh. Esau's descended. Now, like I said, everybody says that um, Job was a Gentile, but Job was not a Gentile. Remember, Esau and Jacob was twins. So he was not a Gentile. And Job was very significant. And I'm gonna upload that Job too. I ain't gonna upload regular Job. I'm gonna upload the Testament of Job. So Dinah goes to Shechem and she's a young girl. Remember, very beautiful. They get to Shechem. And they're watching these, and this is like I said in the book of Jasper more because it's more meat. They get to Shechem, and there's, there's a, a man named Shechem, okay, and a land. Remember, the land was uh, named after the kings of Shechem. So um, Shechem was a son of a king named Shechem. So what they do. And I told you before, when there's a prominent man or a king or somebody with wealth that likes a woman, what does he do? He takes her and he'll either kill the husband or if it's an in-law or a brother or somebody connected, then they'll treat them good. So what happened was Shechem saw Dinah, and I think Dinah was about 13 or something like that. It was young, very young. Dinah was young. And what did he do? He raped her. Uh Uh-huh. He took her. Now mind you, this is Yakub's kids. The blessing from the most high. They stole the Shechem stole Dinah and raped her. But she couldn't do nothing about it. They was all at some kind of gathering. Not only did the people of Shechem, they did nothing about it. When um, when um Yaku, Jacob's sons found out, oh, they was pissed and they wanted to kill everybody, which they did. So they went and they, they devised the plan to kill everybody in Shechem and they did. And I'm not going to go into it, but just know you will find out in 34 what happens with Dinah. And then they went to go get their daughter slash sister back. They don't play that. And you when you hear how they did it, you will know, okay? if that if that wasn't already uploaded last week because I have large pieces, I can't control how much of the chapter gets uploaded. So you probably already heard it if you did this last week. But if not, and it wasn't on last week's lesson, then it'll be on this week's. So remember Dinah, the only daughter of the twelve brothers, Dinah. Chapter 35 is Yaku slash Israel goes to Bethel and then Benjamin gets born. So I guess um, Jacob, I'm sorry, Joseph. Thank you, baby. Joseph was born, but he was a little baby. So then here comes Benjamin. And then while Rachel, the loved um, Rachel, when he... um, when he's born, Benjamin's born, Rachel dies in childbirth. Now, yes. And um, Yaqub slash Israel is sad now. Remember, when Ya'aqoob had that fight with um, the angel, he is now called Israel. So I'm no longer going to call him Jacob slash Yakub. I'm going to call him Israel Yashorel. So you know who he is the father of the nation that's blessed, Israel. Yah, I was going to say cool. sorry. Um, Yahshua. So that's chapter um, 35. Chapter 36 to 37, Esau and his descendants. So now it goes into Esau and his descendants. So you will know the start of Esau and his descendants how they are chiefs and how they are dukes, okay? And that's important because that beginning also unfurls into today. Yes, to today in real time, okay? Chapter 36 and 37. Then chapter 37 to 50 is Joseph, oh, sorry. Oh, yes, Joseph. Um, and what happens with Joseph? His brothers are jealous. Okay, he starts having these dreams. His father likes him better than everybody else. And the reason why they say now in the regular Bible in Genesis, they say that the brothers is just jealous of him and that, um, you know, they don't give a reason. They don't give any real meat or understanding as to why the brothers act like that to Joseph. But I'm going to tell you, and you will hear it in the book of Jasa. The reason why the brothers are angry at Joseph, but, um, okay. First, um, Israel says that he loves Joseph the most because it was the first son of Rachel. And remember, he loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. He didn't want to marry Leah. He didn't even know he was marrying Leah. He wanted Rachel. And they tricked him and put Leah in the bag. I already told you that last week. So the first son of the woman he loved and desired is um Joseph. Yes. The first son of the woman he loved and desired was Joseph. So that was his, he loved him because, and at that point he was older, much older now because his brothers is much older than him. So that's why he loved Joseph, but that is not explained in the regular Bible. So I'm telling you what the book of Genesis says. And another thing is, um, Joseph I'm going to tell you why the brothers don't like Joseph and it doesn't tell you this in the regular Bible. The brothers don't like Joseph cuz Joseph couldn't keep his mouth shut. That's what it was. It didn't have nothing to do with oh you just jealous of me. It wasn't that. Joseph would always go and tell his father what the brothers was doing. Oh, the brothers is doing this. Oh, the brothers is doing that. The brothers is doing this and running and telling. But they had no he had no idea. What they was doing and why they was doing what they was doing. He was just reporting everything to his father, and the brothers got sick of him. <laughs> That's what it was. So the brothers, um, they rejected him. Okay, there was some jealousy among the handmaidens' children, but the other brothers did love him. They did love him, but he was a tattletale. He was a tattletale, and he couldn't keep his damn mouth shut. If he if he had a dream, he would go to the whole family and tell a dream. And go on like, oh, y'all going to be bending down to me. Y'all going to do this. Y'all going to do that. Of course, that's going to piss people off. And then when the brothers was, uh, you know, minding the flocks and doing everything, guess what? Joseph would go back and tell, oh, brother number one did this and brother number two did that. Yeah, that's what he would do to um, run back and tell his father Israel all the stuff that was going on when he didn't even know what was happening he was a tattletale, yes. Okay, and they couldn't stand him. So that's why. So between chapter two, um 37 and 50, they was dealing with their brothers. The, the brothers was dealing with Joseph. He started getting a certain age and then some of the brothers wanted to kill Joseph. They was like, oh, we're running out of time. I'm gonna try to um, talk as much as I can and get all of this out. But please um, link into the second um uh link when i get ready to give it to you please because this is very important because i have to stay on this for a minute link it to the second one when i let you know so um joseph when he got a certain age they said oh well we're gonna plan to kill him we're gonna kill joseph and some of the brothers was like we're not gonna kill joseph so all the brothers was mighty men. When I say mighty men, they could fight because there was fights and, and, and wars in Genesis that they was fighting. But guess who was behind it all? The Most High. So I'm getting ready to quote to you. The Most High said, vengeance is mine. So what he does is use humans to fight his battles. Yeah. Why do you think um, Israel, the children of Israel is being reprimanded now? you using the heathen nations to reprimand Israel. That's happening right now in real time, okay? So, like I said, Joseph, they planned to kill their own brother. Not all of them, but about four or five of them wanted to kill him. So some of them wanted to save him. So I'm gonna tell you, um, Reuben, Reuben did not want to kill him. He was the oldest brother that transgressed and slept with one of the concubines. He didn't want to kill him. And neither did um, Judah, Yahuda. He didn't want to kill him either. There was some other, there was another brother, and I can't remember off the top of my head that was crying because he did not want him to die either. But what happened was they threw him in the pit. And they was the other brothers that was um, the children of the concubines wanted to kill him. His four brothers that's children of the concub- concubines. They wanted to kill him, destroy him. So what happened was, and this is in the book of Jasper, not in the book of um, the regular Bible, Genesis. They devised a plan. So instead of killing him, because they, they was going to find something to kill him, they threw him in the pit, and there was snakes and scorpions in the pit, and Joseph was crying. And the Most High was singing. everything else was going on, so he cleared out all the pits so Joseph would be safe. And then here comes some people from Egypt. He saw, um, Je- Jehudah said Let's just sell him. Don't kill him. Let's sell him. Let's take his little coat of all the colors that his father made him. And let's sell him. So they sold him. Now remember, Yahuda said let's sell him. Because he was choosing the lesser of the two evils. They was both evil. Kill or sell him. What Judah did was sell him wow. to the heathens into bondage. That's what he did, and what happened? What did y'all do? Y'all sold Yahuda's children into bondage. Uh huh. You see how everything connects? So that was later on, but they sold um, um, Joseph into bondage, and Joseph changed hands to many people before he got to Egypt. Many people. Now remember, Joseph had a dream that all his brothers and his father would bow down to him. And that dream had yet to come true, but it was a prophecy from the most high. Now, Joseph is being sold. So they had to walk. Remember I told you, they had to walk from Canaan all the way to Egypt. So I don't know how many days or how many weeks or a month or whatever it was, they had to go from one place to another. But while they was doing that, they was beating Joseph down. I mean, beating him so bad, beating him bad. And guess what? The most high was with him everywhere he went. There was a lion that came and started tearing them up. Uh-huh. Every time somebody would mess with Joseph, they was tearing him up. So Joseph gets to, um, Joseph gets to Egypt now. And this is chapters, we are still in 37. And I had to break down these chapters. Joseph gets to um, to Egypt and he dreams and he's in prison in Egypt and he goes back and forth with these women. Potiphar's wife who's trying to rape him and do all kinds of stuff. I mean, they was doing all kinds of stuff to Jacob. I mean, why well, I keep saying Jacob? Joseph. They was doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was uh, it was devils everywhere and Joseph held up his hand and he was in the Most High and the Most High was in him and he would not move to the left or the right. What does that mean? He wouldn't sway to evil on any side. He just looked straight to the most high. Now, that's not to say that Jacob wasn't asking other people to save him. Now, why is that important? I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because if the most high said, I'm going to save you. If the most high says it, then you better wait for the most high. Because if you count on somebody else, remember, most of the other people is devils. How can you go to somebody who hates you and ask them to save you? What's happening now? How are you asking the people who perpetually hate you to save you? That's ridiculous. That's happening now in real time. But back in biblical days, Joseph asked somebody in the jail to help him and save him. And what did the Most High do? The Most High kept him in jail. You know why? Because you don't ask nobody else. You going to add, you're going to wait until I save you. Yeah. The Most High punished him. He was there for like a year or so. And he asked the baker and the butcher to save him, to put a good word in for the king. When the Most High said, I'm going to save you. And he turned around and asked the baker and the butcher, why would you do that? When the Most High said, he's going to save you. That's what's happening now. Because scripture says that is gonna come down here and save his children. Okay, save the Most High's children. What is the Most High's children doing right now? Asking the people who perpetually hate them to save them. This is what's happening now. And you know what I'm talking about. How are you asking the people who will perpetually hate you to save you? They're never gonna do it because they perpetually hate you. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? It sounds absolutely ridiculous. And that's exactly what Joseph did, okay? Joseph's Joseph's act in 37 through 50 is the same related thing that happened to the Mashi- Mashiach. Who's the Mashiach? Yahusha, Mashi- Mashiach? Yahusha HaMashiach, who they call Jesus Christ. His real name is Yahusha HaMashiach. The same thing, um, the parallel things that happened to Joseph It's happening. uh, It happened with the Mashiach in the New Testament. Uh Uh-huh. That's the bridge. So just know that. Know that. Not only that, Joseph, he took Reuben's place because Reuben transgressed and slept with one of the concubines. So Joseph is the first. Remember, the first get everything. Okay. So the the first transfer to Joseph. Okay. And you know that's not his real name either. Yosef, I believe it is. And um, it transferred to Joseph. And just like the Mashiach is the one and only. Number one, he get everything. Okay. We are his. Um, we are his. Okay. He gets everything. So we are the um, are his, you know, his lot. Okay. So that's the same. That's parallel. Okay. So now, like I said, he dreams, dreams, and he interprets dreams when he get into egypt now he didn't went from he i believe he served seven years in jail but the first year he was asking other people to help him get out <laughs> so y'all y'all was like oh really okay now i'm getting ready to show you something you're gonna stay in there six more years and i believe it was seven years if it wasn't yeah it was seven i believe seven eight years no no more than ten but i want to say off the top of my head seven but the reason why he served those seven is because he was waiting for heathens to do something for him. When the most high said, I'm gonna do it. Not you, not nobody else. I said, I am. See, one of the things that we need to understand when the most high said He's gonna do something, we have to have patience. The most high doesn't do nothing willy nilly. The point of you having patience is to build your endurance, to build your spirit to build the soul that's in you. If you can have patience and endurance, which is one of the fruits of the spirit, if you can have that, whatever goes down, you're going to hold on to whatever goes down. All these little things that he been trying to teach all his children from day one is something that you need because this world is going to hell in a handbasket. There are nations right now if anything changes or deviates from what they used to, they're going crazy. Yasharel has been suffering since day one. One more thing added to the multitudes of the crap they deal with now is. We are in um, the second um, part of the lesson, and I'll pick up from what I was saying before. Um, the children of Israel, they, the children of Israel, they already go through what they go through. So throughout that whole time, your patience and your endurance is being built, built. So those nations that are not used to being uh, having to wait for stuff, having to deal with stuff, having to um, deal with this um, pandemic, etc. cetera. They're not waiting for nothing. So when it when it's crunch time and you have to, and they make you, there's always a fight. But the children of Israel, they go along with whatever because they've been doing it for hundreds and thousands of years, OK? One more thing uh, stacked up to the multitude of the things that have been going on is not going to make a difference to the children of Israel. It's just one more thing. Not that there won't be no murmuring, but the children of Israel pretty much go with the flow. They have to, it's in their DNA. And this builds endurance, spiritual endurance, because what's gonna happen later on is worse than what's happening now. I'm just talking about now and I'm gonna put the pin in because uh, this is a parallel to what happened in, the back, in, the, um, in history. All of these things happen to the children of Israel and continue to happen to the children of Israel. And they, no, there is no spirit of the children of Israel. There is actually the children of Israel. And what's happening to them, been happening to them for thousands of years, okay? And it's one more thing that the children of Israel have to spar with, they have to deal with. And it makes them, even though they're angry about it and upset, it makes them stronger. It does. Now, does it make them happier? No, it does not make them happier. It makes them grouchy as hell. It makes them angry, upset, all of the things. But I'm going to tell you what, any nation outside of the children of Israel would not be able to handle or deal with anything that the children of Israel have had to deal with throughout the children of Israel's existence. So know that. Okay. And you can see that with um, Joseph, simply because Joseph endured all kinds of stuff. It wasn't only the sexual advances of Potiphar's wife. It was the sexual advances. Now, think about this. Now, see, I have to keep putting pins in this. Think about this. Who on this earth do the the multitudes believe is the most sexual beings? Who? You don't have to, you do not have to even give it a, a thought. Every nation believes the children of Israel are sexual beings and they're not. Okay. Everybody look at them. Oh, they got the biggest this. They got the biggest that. Oh, they more sexualized than everybody else. And that's not true. That's the expectation of the nations, but that's not the truth of the nation. Now, like I said, it's another lie of the devil. And we're going to get to that. And I have to keep saying it because that's how important it is. But Joseph endured a lot of stuff. He endured the same thing that the children of Israel are enduring right now. Mm -hmm. Slavery. That's what um, Joseph had to endure. Incarceration. That's what Joseph had to endure. Dealing with lustful people. That's what Joseph had to endure. The same thing, just like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. The children of Israel continue to endure the things that they've been enduring since day one. What are these things and where are they coming from? The devil and his children. And I have to keep saying the devil. And everybody, I know probably when you listen, listening, you keep going, oh, why is everything the devil? Please go to the platform library and find out. Not everything is the devil. Remember, there's wickedness in high places. That's not the devil. There's other things on this earth that have been here since the first human's foot walked on the ground. There's all kinds of stuff waiting to devour them. And And I will say this, as far as spirits that's waiting to devour you, if they already have you, then they're not working on you, okay? If they already have you, they're not working on you. They're only working on the ones of Yah, because everything wants to get to Yah. That's why there's angels watching over them. No matter what's happening, whatever you see in this human realm, you don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm. Like I told you over here, when when um, Yashirel was walking and Esau, his twin brother, that didn't mean him nothing but death, wanted to kill him. What did YAH dispatch? Multitudes of angels. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The same thing that was going on with Joseph, the same thing, even though he was incarcerated and put in slavery, The same thing that was going on. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Like y'all said, I'm watching over you. Do not ask your enemy to help you do nothing. Because I'm going to help you. You have to wait. There's a purpose for you waiting. There's a purpose. So you could turn around and tell your brethren and your own children the importance of patience and waiting. Cause he's building your endurance in every way. Because th- we living at the end of the book. See, th- this was this was written down for your edification. This was written down for you to take and keep inside yourself. Because what you getting ready to endure? We in the last times of the book. Okay. And you need that patience and endurance. And you need to have that open mind to know that something is working behind the scenes. Because when you start seeing stuff, you're going to be tripping. If you don't already have this stuff in your being and you don't already understand what's happening in the scriptures, you're not going to know what's going to happen once it comes into your face. And that's what y'all was doing with Joseph. I'm going to show you some things, but stay in my will. Because if you don't stay in my will, some things is going to happen that you don't like. And while Joseph from chapters 37 to 50, while he was going through the motions, he fell down a couple of times. Okay. He fell down a couple of times. And y'all had to pick him right back up. But it wasn't without reprimand. Because Joseph had to be reprimanded a few times, okay? But y'all still loved him. Just like y'all says, everybody has fallen short of his glory. But the ones that he chose before the foundation of the world, he said, be ye perfect as I am perfect. And he's going to forgive that. We don't know who he chose before the foundation of the world. That's why I say, do his will no matter what. And when you receive that phone call, if you don't understand what the phone call means, please go check the um the library. Okay, check the platform library. I discussed the phone call. When you receive that phone call and the ruach starts dealing with you, then you'll know. But aside from that, your job is to do his will. And we already discussed what his will is. And I already told you, but I will say it again. His will is to read his scriptures and hear his word. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. What is that? Everything else, the Ruach, all of that. Walk in his will and listen to his laws, precepts and commands and his statutes. That's your job. Nothing else ain't your job. And all the heathen nations that don't listen to because there's a bunch of nations that say those laws wasn't written for us. And that's the truth. However. Just because the laws wasn't written for you does not mean that you shouldn't follow them. What did I say about the laws in the United States? They wasn't written for particular people. But try to break them and see what happens. So that's what's happening with Joseph. I have to say that because it parallels today. It parallels today. (laughs) Okay. So like I said, Joseph dreams dreams and he interprets dreams. Uh-huh. from the most high and this is not the only time it happens with Joseph you know with Joseph in Joseph's case but in Daniel and all that all of those um all of those um prophets oh yeah they'll, they interpret dreams and do all that too but that's just a little piece I'm gonna give you but like I said with Joseph Joseph is interpreting people's dreams and y'all gave him that not only that not only that There's so much stuff going on with Joseph. How did Joseph become what he was to Pharaoh? He didn't just pop up and do it. He did not just pop up and do it. He had to work for that because I'm going to tell you how significant Pharaoh was. And it gives you the meat of how Pharaohs became Pharaohs because before they was Pharaohs, they was kings how pharaohs became pharaohs and all of that and the significance of it the significance of a pharaoh and the prestige of a pharaoh was those pharaohs spoke 15 16 17 30 languages do you know how significant that was they spoke languages joseph didn't speak them languages the Most High blessed him with those languages. You couldn't even see Pharaoh. You couldn't even step on a step with Pharaoh. That's how high Pharaoh was to everybody else. Pharaoh was on the top of the pyramid, on the top. It was like 37, 38 stairs. And whoever needed to speak to him, if they could come in his, his presence, would step on that one step. And Pharaoh be, a, that's how high he was. Remember how the Pharaohs were, like they considered them God. Well, they was God to their gods. They considered them that. So you couldn't come to them with nothing and be on their level. You have to be on the, the first step and he's still sitting at his throne. He's not even giving you that respect. You giving him the respect. It got to the point that Pharaoh met Joseph in between those stairs. Now, how did Pharaoh do that? When he's a slave, Uh huh. coming to Pharaoh, a slave, and been incarcerated. How is Joseph coming to Pharaoh and Pharaoh's meeting him on the stairs? That's how significant it was. Yah Yah sent his angel to to give um, uh, Joseph the ability to speak multi-languages. Joseph didn't know no languages. That's what Yah did. When When I tell you Yah is the most high, When I tell you he is the father of spirits, when I tell you YAH, everything is possible with YAH. And that is a a loosely uh, translated scripture. All things are possible with YAH. And that's what YAH did to Joseph. Give him so much. Which was the dream in the beginning that his brothers hated him for on top of other things. The most high dealt with. what the Yahshua said, faith of a mustard seed and you can move the mountain into the water faith of a mustard seed he wasn't playing y'all bless joseph blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings Uh uh-huh blessings joseph okay so he goes in prison and he asks the butcher and the baker to put a good word in for the pharaoh and y'all got upset but then later on, after he reprimanded Joseph, Joseph gets out. Joseph interprets the dream for the pharaoh. The pharaoh um, starts respecting Joseph, put him in the house with. Um, uh, well, I don't think I think he he's not in with Potiphar's wife no more. But he starts giving him the you know uh, certain land and starts um, giving him a ring, since he's interpreting dreams and and doing all this good stuff. Joseph always had a good uh, disposition. He was always reasonable. He was beautiful too. What did I tell you the children of Israel were? Beautiful. So that's another, what does the devil in the world tell you? That you ugly. When the most high says you beautiful. That's what's wrong now. The children of Israel have been told they was ugly since day one. And they the most beautiful thing that walked this earth. And it says that in the scriptures that he was beautiful, comely. That's what comely means. Remember, we're using different languages because it was written different times. And remember, it's been translated and tricked. You've been tricked, too. We're going to talk about that later. But like I said, Joseph was beautiful, honey, beautiful. When I say beautiful, people was jealous of him. They was jealous of the beauty. Okay. And I'm not talking about his brothers. They was jealous and angry because he kept saying he was doing better than them. That's why they was angry. But people, multitudes, heathens, everybody was, they knew, they knew he was beautiful. They loved him just to to look at him, just to look at him and just to be around him because that's how good his disposition was. And women wanted to just make him a a man dingo, okay? That's That's what the women wanted to do. And it's still happening today. For those who can't make the connection, okay? He was a beautiful specimen, black and beautiful. That's what he was. So he gets out of prison and, and the Pharaoh gives him a ring and he's the second in command. When I say second in command, I already told you how the Pharaoh was on a 37th step or the 40th step, whatever step it was. You are nothing to him. He's up in the sky and you right there on the ground. Meanwhile, Joseph's right close to him came up damn near all the stairs from being a slave and incarcerated to being raised up by the most high. Patience, Israel. That's the lesson. Patience and reliance on the most high. That's your job. So Chapter twenty. I'm um, thirty-eight. Meanwhile, where the other brothers are now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off Joe, uh, Joseph, for a minute. I'm going to the other brothers now. Remember, um, Yahuda Judah, is the one who made up the idea to sell Joseph. Uh-huh. So meanwhile, we back at the ranch with um, <laughs> Yahuda and the rest of the brothers. Now they living their life. Okay, because um, Joseph is sold off, so they telling you what's going on with Joseph over there. Now I'm back over here with um, with um, Israel and his sons being a mess. So now Israel is over the other side in Canaan over there, and Judah has sons with a Canaanite woman. Now what 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 do we know that Canaan was cursed? And the people of Canaan was cursed too. What does Judah do? And a lot of the other brothers, they marry Canaanite women against the law. So what happens? Why does, and I have to um, specifically tell you this because Yah says he doesn't want his children to marry with other people. The reason why is because they worship devils. It's not because nobody's better than nobody else. It's because they worship devils. That's why. And they did. And they still do. That's why the devil fools the whole world. What does the scripture say? The devil fools the whole world. How does the devil fool the whole world? How? In every way possible. And I'm going to tell you. So they, what did um, Judah do? He he marries a Canaanite woman who worships devils. Uh Uh-huh. And that's exactly what happened. So two of his kids, one of them married Tamar one of the sons and then he died. I believe he had three sons and then he died. And then the uh, the tradition in Israel was for, um, say like there was three brothers, right? Um, Yahuda had. The first one who was married to Tamar died. So the other brother must dedicate his first child, if it's a son, to the other brother so his line could keep going and this actually happened several times but what did the brother do the mother um judah's wife who was a canaanite was like i'm not giving none of my sons to have so the second brother did marry her but would not have children with her Uh uh-huh and it says that that he went into her which is um sexual intercourse but he spilled his seed on the ground now do i have to explain that part So then Judah got mad at him because he wouldn't honor his brother. Okay, Yah wants you to flourish. Yah wants you to be fruitful and multiply, but he didn't want to do it because he was listening to his heathen mother. So he died. Yah killed him. There was one more brother, a young one, and Yahuda said, Tamar, I'm gonna give my last son to you so that you can have children and we could flourish as a house. You know what I'm saying? As Judas, um, Judas' line. How can he have a line and there's no children? So he dedicated the last son, his last son with the heathen woman to Tamar. But the heathen woman would not give her son to Tamar because Tamar was not of the heathens. So I'm not doing that. This is why y'all don't want you mingling with the heathens. It's not that you better or whatever. You're a set apart people. You must flourish. How are you? How am I dedicating my children that are mine to devils? That's why. Nine times out of 10, Israel, when Israel marries somebody that's not of their line, they don't have the same thing going. They don't believe the same things. They're just with them for sex. That's the truth. What did I tell you about um, Joseph? Sex, sex, sex. What did I tell you about the devil in sex? The devil rules the flesh. So the heathens are ruled by the flesh. Again, so Yahuda's wife is saying, no, I'm not allowing this to happen. Yah kills um, Judah's wife, Yahuda's wife. So now Tamar don't have nobody. It's not Tamar's fault. So here come Yahuda. one day. He's going up and he's getting drunk. What did I tell you the alcohol was? One of the oldest devils. So now he's drunk and he's in the land and he sees a whore and he want to have sex with the whore. He's like having pillow talk about let me... Let me come into you. Let me have sex with you. Here go Tamar. It's Tamar, his daughter-in-law. So soon as she find out he's drunk and he's in some, some area, she go put on the best clothes and look cute. Now, I'm going to tell you why she does that. Because they in this land, right? They in this land. And in the land, that's a heathen land, what they do is before somebody get married. Now, remember, you're supposed to be chased. You're supposed to be not be touched by men. Before you, you're supposed to be a virgin before you get married. That's why you wear the white and all this traditional mess. But guess what? In that land, you're supposed to have sex seven days before you get married to the man. Is that not heathenistic or what? So while they in that land of Canaan, Tamar puts on her, uh, her um, wedding clothes. Remember, she was married to two of um, Yahuda's sons. And she was promised the third one from Yahuda, but not his heathen wife. So they still in the land of the heathen. She goes and dresses up. And now the alcohol is getting to Judah. And he sees this person who he thinks is a whore. So he want to have sex with the whore. Uh-huh. Now remember, his wife is dead. He want to have sex with the whore. So he goes and has sex with the whore. And while they having pillow talk, He said, I'm going to give you my staff. I'm going to give you all this. Now, you ain't supposed to be giving a woman a staff because that's how you rule your nation with it. And he gave, she gave to his sash and his staff. That's symbolic. He gave to the quote unquote war. And his ring, he gave to her. And she was like, you know, if you having sex with me, what you going to give me? So he said, I don't, I'm going to give you a goat. (laughs) But I don't have the goat right now. So I'm gonna give you this sash, and I'm gonna give you my stick, and I'm gonna give you this ring, and then later on, you give it back to me when I give you the goat. So she's like, okay. So they having fun having sex and all this mess. So he leaves. He gives her his things, and then he sent one of his um one of his uh, servants with the goat and couldn't find her. They was like, where's the whore? And the people in the in the in the um in that country was like, there ain't no whore. It wasn't no whore here. There wasn't no whore. So he forgets all about it. Then later on, about four or five months later, Tamar's pregnant. So somebody comes back to Judah and go, Tamar's pregnant. Judah like, round this heifer up. We getting ready to kill her because nobody told her to go out and have sex. How dare she? We can ready to kill her. We gonna do this, do that. So everybody rounds Tamar up and get ready to stone her to death. And guess what happens? Or burn her, either burn her or stone her. Guess what? She said, please don't kill me. The person I fornicated with, here's his stuff. Whoever's stuff this is, that's the person I fornicated with. And guess who who it was? Judah. You hear me? Now, what did I tell you? The devil rules the flesh. How did the devil get to Judah? Alcohol. Uh Uh-huh. That's how he got to them. So that's, you will know a little part of how the devil uses vices to get to people. The devil wasn't worried about the people in the land because he already got them. Okay, he got to Judah that got to Tamar. That's how the devil works. The devil don't come out and go, oh, I'm the devil, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. The devil is cunning, okay? The devil's underhanded. The devil, it will fool you. In any way he can. And people don't get it. Because they are not in the spirit. If Judah would have did what he was supposed to do. And stopped being on alcohol. Then this stuff would have never happened. But no. He want to go out and mess with the oldest devil. The oldest devil. One of the oldest devils. One of the oldest devils is alcohol. Mm -hmm. It is he want to mess with the oldest devil and he says that in the testament too now if you go into my um my uh platform library i did a lesson called judah what is wrong with you what's happening with you and you will know everything that judah said because judah has a testament for his line and he tells you all the mistakes he did and how you have to get it back together he tells you in the testament of judah and i read it in that lesson So Judah messed up with Tamar, okay? Because he promised us something that he couldn't deliver because his heathen wife made sure it didn't happen. So why does does yah want Yahshua not to marry outside of their nation? Because the nations are led by the devil. How does the devil do it? The devil don't just come up and go. I'm the devil. I want you to listen to me. No, the devil is cunning. The devil thinks that you. um, The devil got you thinking that it's helping you. The devil thinks that you riding high just because you're rich. The devil is thinking. You know, the devil got you thinking all kinds of stuff, and he's fooling you. But he's not supposed to be fooling the nation of Israel. If the nation of Israel was doing what they're supposed to do, they would not be fooled by the devil. Remember, it says, this is Revelation, I'm getting ready to quote loosely. The devil will fool the world. And if he could fool the saints, he would. But the true saints, he's not going to fool because the Ruach is dealing with the saints. That's the only reason. Know that and understand that. If you're walking in Yah's word, if you're standing on Yah's word, if you're meditating on Yah's word, if you're seeking Yah first, his kingdom and his righteousness, everything is going to be added unto you. Everything. And what does everything mean? Everything means spiritual insight, means spiritual discernment. You're not going to be fooled by the devil. You're going to see all the vices of the devil. You're going to know why things are happening. You're going to be able to discern and stay away from things when you need to stay away. You're going to be listening to that small voice inside you that's leading you right and not ignoring it. That's what you're going to be doing. Aside from that, the devil's going to fool you. It says it in Revelation. It fools the whole world. What does Yah say? Come out of the world. Didn't he say that? He said, come out of it because it's going to be destroyed. The devil knows he's going to be destroyed. He knows he got a short time. That's why he's roaming around here like a lion. Do you not understand what's happening? From the beginning, we in the beginning, Genesis is still happening now. That's why y'all say he's shortening the days. And if you don't believe me, we was just in 2021. We damn near in the second month of 2022. Y'all said he's shortening the days. He gonna make a year like a month. He gonna make a month like a week. He gonna make a week like a day. He gonna make a day like an hour. You tell me from 2019, our heads are spinning. Cause we, you, you can't catch up. And if you, if you are still in the devil and you in this world, you're not paying attention to it. You're distracted. That's another vice of the devil. You're not even paying attention to it. You're just worrying what's going on with Kanye and Kim. That's what you're worried about. You ain't worried about what's going on right now. You ain't worried about what's going on in the East when um, y'all says all hell gonna break off in the East. It's happening right now for the people's face. And the only thing people's doing, especially in the United States, is worrying about what Kim and Kanye's doing. Who's doing what? What? Can I get the best lashes or the biggest BBL? Brazilian butt lift. That's what it is. Can I get that butt? Can I get my lips bigger? Can I get my butt bigger in my breasts? Can I get some of that melanin so I can get my lips full? Child, y'all doing too much. You're doing too much. Focus. That's what you need to be doing. Focus. Seek ye first the kingdom of Yah and his righteousness. That's what you need to be doing because there's no excuses when all hell breaks loose. When Yahshua step his foot down here, it's over. And we don't know when it's going to happen. Anyway, I'm running out of time, but I'm going to make this the last one. We ain't going to go into the next one. Okay, Thir- uh, chapter 39, 157 is Joseph's humiliation. I already discussed it when I said what happened to Joseph. So he goes to jail, like I said, and he's a slave. Yasharel, okay, and then Joseph with Potiphar's wife, the sexual encounters and the lust. Chapter 40 is Joseph interprets the dreams, we already talked about that, and chapter 41 is the Pharaoh's dream, because Joseph interpreted everybody's dream, the Pharaoh's dream and Joseph's liberation, so that's from 31 to 41. Last week of Genesis is next week, If you have any questions or concerns, I can answer them within this last 10 minutes. And then, like I said, I'm uploading this um, this lesson and the next um, book of um, JASA. I already uploaded Genesis, the book. It was already uploaded. So if you want to go listen to that, you can. But the next um, book of JASA is going to, because it's in parts, it's so long the next part will be uploaded. If you have any questions, please let me know now. If not, just upload it into the um, Spotify and I will answer it. Like I said, keep me honest. If you know something that I have not touched on and that you think I forgot or maybe didn't say, then you can totally upload a question and I will definitely get to it. If I don't know it, get just give me a couple of days. I mean, you know, depending on the question, I don't know, but Um, I'm sure I would be able to help you in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, but um, like I said, if there's any questions or comments right now, I can give you. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Um, Like I said, I'm doing some other preludes until I get the devil fools the whole world. The reason why I say that is because um, that's a part of the prophecy that's been happening since the beginning and will unfurl and open up into this nasty flower soon. That's why I want you to know. Okay, so if you have any questions, please let me know. If not, um, this lesson is ended. I hope that it edifies you. Um, Does anybody have any questions? Okay. Huh? You got any questions? any questions okay so if there's done no, right now okay all right okay if there's um, no questions like I said I hope this lesson edifies you if you have anything um, that you need to ask later on question comment concern you could totally upload it I will get back to that question I will answer you I will connect with you and um, I hope that this lesson has edified you. And I thank you for being here. And until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.